Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about The Old Guard, the new Netflix original film uh, that came out this past Friday. Uh, so we are, you know, on the on that new release wagon again. Um, and, hey. you know, it definitely fared better than some of our other new releases. So we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, the old guard from Netflix, uh, and uh, based on the Greg Rucka comic. But uh, before we go any mu- any further into this episode, we got to make sure that we always remember our uh, pickle. pickle. Damn it! Of the week. week. <laughs> <laughs> last Good. week was we did it. It was we, it was it was perfect last week. We'll never it do was it again. Perfect last week. Not nope. Nope. Uh, no. Nope. No. Not a now. Not a one. Um, I'm gonna go first, and I'm picking the old guard force multiplied number five. We didn't plan uh-huh. for this episode to come out. I'm sure they did, though. I'm sure that makes more sense. They they planned for this issue five of five of the final run of old guard to come coincide with the release of the movie, right? Yeah, of course. Why not? But uh, I'm picking old old guard for force multiplied number five. Uh, wrapping up uh, that story arc from Image. Word. Yeah. Is it my turn? Uh, sure. Go ahead, baby boy. It's a pause. Um, I'm picking a free book, a free comic book summer book, X-Men. Summer? Yeah, free comic book day, X-Men number one. It is the prologue to Ten of Swords, the... Oh, Hickman's first big X-Men event. Don't you mean X of Swords? No, I mean Ten of Swords. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everyone's got a sword. That's all I know. I don't know anything about the story, but I like... There will be a... I like a good crossover event. Yeah, they're going to have Ten Swords. I also pick Empire number one, because I read the little prequels to that, too. The Avengers and Fantastic Four ones, and those are good, and I'm looking forward to it. Word, word. Okay. Devon Ron? I am picking giant size X Men number uh, Magneto number one. Super excited! Another, another one shot uh, of the of the heroes of X. You know who Super wrote excited. that? Uh, Jonathan Hickman. Oh, of course. Mister Fortnite. I mean, yeah, Fortnite Hickman. Yeah, Fortnite himself. Wow. There gonna be words in I'm this excited. one. It's been a yeah, yeah. You, you bet. You bet your butt it will. Is it gonna have charts? <laughs> You know, yeah, of course. It, the book is all charts, actually. It's just a book of charts. It's Magneto reading charts. They should do a. They should do a Hickman omnibus. It's got Jonathan Hickman, the charts. You the know? charts. I'll be down. I'll buy it. You know, I will. Yeah. But you need a. You need a new Hickman chart to understand all the other charts without context. Yeah, of course. They. Charts I mean, you'll get like, like uh, the, the deluxe will charts. have a chart with it. Charts of ten. Um, but anyway, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out and it helps new people to find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Um, hopefully, you know, we get to review theatrical movies again at some point. Um, nope. yeah, right here. Yeah. But actually, there was somebody in the store today uh, talking about how they can't wait for 
AMC to open up and going to go see Tenet. I'm like, man, Bro, first of all, wild. that's not happening. Second of all, you're foolish. Yeah, they wild. Wild. Not not happening. You you can't pay me enough money. Um, like we also I mean, had a customer, we had a customer in the store who went to who went to a theme park over the weekend. I was like, excuse me, really? Stay six feet that way, please. That's super wild. <laughs> Twelve feet. Like I don't need any part of that in my life. But uh, events. Let's. Uh, I'll do mine. Uh, this Friday, the seventeenth, I believe. I'm not looking at a calendar. Um, and next Friday whatever that one is uh we have keyforge uh this friday is the 17th and next friday is the 24th um we have the new set released uh mass mutations uh we are going to be the the set actually goes live on that friday to be played online so uh yeah that's going to be exciting you can buy your deck in person or uh, on the website with promo code uncanny and we'll hold it for you to pick up at a later date uh yeah, it's going to be really fun. If you've never played before, no reason you can't start now. You can hop in our Discord server. We play on there. Uh, you find the link to our Discord server on our Twitter bio. That is uh, BRC Uncanny. And we're on Instagram, of course, at the Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on Facebook at Uncanny Universe. Yes, uh, and, those, and those are my two events. Dylan, do you have, do you have anything? Uh, just one thing. You guys are probably used to it is, by now. Is it... Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm losing it. It's a Facebook Live claim sale. For oh, comics. what? Got hundreds of key back issues, graphic novels. Where do you keep bundles. finding these keys? They just they just the, coming the in. They, we do them every time. Every time we get a collection or find some, we do all of them. You right. know. So it, I'm always just like praying some more come in, and they always do somehow. So okay. Um, we got some good ones, and then it's at seven o'clock on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash bedrock city comics slash live, seven to nine PM. That's the T. I got some stuff I could send over. Yes. We we just got in a uh first Cassandra Kane slabs nine eight. Ooh. Yeah. What? Sharing yeah, is nice. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um if it makes it over for this I got week, nothing. If not next week. Ron bro, where's the baby boy breakfast bunch? Bro, we can't get together and have food. I'm sorry. I mean, mm-hmm. just y'all get on Discord, get on Postmates, and <laughs> Postmates. <laughs> Am I a peasant? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you're right. You're right. One day we will be back in fashion. But not, so, not so today. are you? Is are you not wanting to do it until you can get it in person again? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. That's that's the plan. I feel it. I feel it. A long plan, but a yeah. plan nonetheless. Yeah, it it keeps getting longer, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Unfortunately, dog. Remember at the beginning of this, and we're like, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to go see, you know, a movie, or In I'm going go to come on. <laughs> we're going to go to San Diego. <laughs> were you supposed Those to go to San Diego? What a, what a fun time! I was going to go to San Diego. Dang. Uh, but oh well, what I done did. What what y'all done do? Did you do anything? I went Ooh. to the drive-in. Is that the drive-in movie? Thing? Yeah, but they do it at uh, at Sawyer Yards. So, so what did you see? Uh, we went to see Poetic Justice. How was that? It's good. I mean, it's it's an old movie. It's with okay. uh, Tupac and uh, oh, uh, I'm not forgetting that one. Uh, her okay. name, Janet Jackson. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun times. 
It was, it was cool. How does it work? I, I, I want to go there. Uh, so you either buy a middle uh, ticket or you buy side tickets. Uh, and they pretty much just direct you where to go and park. Uh, you listen through the movie through your radio on like okay. a channel. Nice. Uh, you buy your concessions online if you want to buy concessions. You can bring food, so that's kind of cool. Do they bring it to your car? No, you have to go get it. But okay, the the because the only so. drive-in I've been to as a you know adult, I've been to one when I lived in Arizona, but I was like like first grade, so I barely remember it. But as an adult, mm-hmm. I've been to that one uh, up on the north side called Showboat Drive-in. Mm-hmm. It's pretty Never dumpy, um, but it it was pretty okay. I had a good time. Like it's you know you tune your car into the radio. It is very packed together though. I don't know how close the cars were. Um, we probably weren't that close, but it wasn't full either. So okay, okay, interesting. But it was fun. Okay, cool. Time. Yeah, I want to go. It's uh, you can easily like cool. Let's go get tacos beforehand and then like drive up to the movie theater. You know? So how far is it like from the Sugarland store? Oh, dude, it's it's like. Five minutes from uh, Washington. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, really close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. super close oh, to me. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. It was fun. We we we'll organize a uh, listener uh, non meetup. They yeah, sell yeah, out. You gotta so buy tickets super in advance. Yeah, they oh. sell out pretty fast. Oh, do they? I mean, I bought like... my ticket a week ago, so oh. not that bad. For the like, popular ones, they they put them up like the whole month at once. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're oh, expected wow. to like go see what's up, what's playing that month and get your tickets, you know. It's 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 rooftop cinema club, so if you're okay. familiar with that, it's a, it's the same thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, I remember you sent it to us um, a long time or not a long time ago, but you know, relatively recently. Um, what is time? Yeah, I I don't even know, man. Like I sent it to you either last week or three years ago. One of the two. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like I used to be a pretty good judge of when stuff happened, but not anymore. I don't not know. Anymore. All I know is if it's a work day now. Right? Did I work? I know, huh? yeah. Do I have to go to work? That's it. Did you do anything, Dylan? What you done did? I just binged more TV. <laughs> wow. What else what? is there? I watched That's a crazy. couple anime. Oh. Uh, over the weekend, I watched one. That came out on Netflix called Japan Sinks 2020. <gasps> Dylan, I just started that one today. Oh my god, it's is it good? It's something else. It was very yeah. good. It's a uh, cool. it, it's emotional. I don't know what to say. I don't want to spoil anything. But I mean, that you get it from the title, Japan Sinks. There you did go. you watch the first episode? Or no? I watched the first episode. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's a uh, it's about um, well, what it sounds like. There's earthquakes in Japan, and the whole island is sinking. Oh, sinks. Sinks, yeah, sinks. Yeah. I heard sings. Oh, no, it's oh. sinks. Okay. So people are, it's like a disaster. Like, so people bad? are trying to stay alive. It's like a quick one season thing, which sure, which I like. You know, I don't want to do a shonen like 400 episode show. So, <laughs> sure, absolutely yeah. not. I also watched one called God of High School. How is that? Because I'm hearing a lot about that. I, it's really, it's very, very strange. It's a Korean. Okay. It's it's Korean, so it's a little bit different than normal anime. But I liked it a lot. The animation's really good. There's only one episode. It's like it's coming out weekly. So oh, oh wow. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll wait for that one. Just I like see. you waited for Watchtower of God. That one's my finished hero. Now. 
Power? Yeah, I heard about that one too. That's the other big one that came out. It's another Korean. I started Korean a lot of stuff. I started of Avatar watch. Book Two. <gasps> there you go. We're, we're, we're moving. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. We're doing it, so I got to start. I feel um, like I should rewatch it. Yeah, you should. I mean, I'll be watching for a so, million. So you guys times, are going to rewatch eat the entire season, the entire series every time I watch a, a season, right? Yeah, basically. I can't start yeah. with. I'm not going to start with book one again. No, no, I won't. No, I'll start with book um, two again. Damn. Well, what I done did. <laughs> I, other than that, other than start, I'm only. I mean, I'm only two episodes deep, so barely in it. Uh, I uh, this past Sunday, maybe I don't know what is time. I took a yeah, it was Sunday. I took a solo day trip to san antonio um just oh. just basically to drive to go, get out of the house and do something and you know listen to a book and you know whatever um and i stopped at uh, a bookstore in san antonio and i picked up some vampire the masquerade stuff so that was nice um but that was the, the i i realized it was remarkable because this was the first place i've been to shopping for pleasure in i don't know months Really interesting. Yeah, not. I mean, I don't count going to the grocery store as you know what I mean. Like that's really all I've done. I haven't gone to any other like store. Um, But anyway, also um, the other thing I did was today. Well, last week they put up the event list for Gen Con Online. uh, Okay. And today the events went live, and I got into all the events I wanted. Amazingly enough. Um, so, and then also today in the mail, you probably can't see this, but my Gen Con online commemorative badge came in. Oh, look at that. Noise. We saw it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, you have to pay $6. Normally the badge is free. Uh, the the online badge is free, but like, if you want to have a physical one, pay $6. Like, all right, I'll support the con. Um, so anyway, if you want to, you know, come play some games with me, uh, hit me up on the discord. I got my schedule posted up there. Got a couple people playing some games with me later on. But uh, that's all I done did, which is pretty productive because, I mean, I went on a road trip for a day. For real, huh? I almost went to San Antonio, too, funny enough. Really? Yeah. We were talking about just doing a day trip. I pulled up to the Bucky's in Luling, and y'all, it was wild. Like, Oh, for real? Yeah, I didn't want to go. Wild, wild west, huh? Yeah, dude. It was every, like, Every parking space was full. Like I had to park it. Really? That's wild. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to. I mean, Bucky's is cool, but like, (laughs) there's an excellent. My life is better though. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. right. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, anyway, let's get into the news. Um, Speaking of cons and at home, uh, Comic Con at home (laughs) uh, news. No Marvel Studios or Warner Brothers uh, leaves big gaps in underwhelming Saturday schedule. Wow. Um, Saturday is always the biggest day for SDCC, uh, but this year's virtual events, uh, virtual event is definitely lacking on heavy hitters with no massive Warner brothers panel in the afternoon, no Marvel studios in the evening and nothing from the CW to wrap things up. We're left with what can only be described as something of a disappointing day. I don't know if they can only be described as that, but I mean, I guess that's it. Nothing else. Wow. The full July 25th schedule can be seen online. Uh, the highlights are probably the Simpsons and what sounds like a fairly interesting <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel. And that's about it. That's weird. Hey, don't discount Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like that. How dare they? So, I th- I'm not going to lie. I thought that show was done. It's. I thought it was too. It's in its final season. It's got like 
maybe six episodes left. Okay, wow. It's been canceled and brought back, but well, so, it's been like almost canceled, but it, it's really ending this time. So we're doing a, an episode. Well, we have it on the schedule uh, to do a show on SCCC. So hopefully we have enough news and not just like the normal news plus the two things that come out of SCCC. Uh, I'll talk about Shield for ten minutes. It's okay. Talk about the Simpsons finally announcing that they're going to stop making shows. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, and that's from a diehard old school Simpsons fan, man. But like, it's time to hang it up. It's got to. It never will. No. Um, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back has returned to number one at the box office for the first time in over twenty-three years. The classic movie has once again hit number one at the North American box office. It's currently leading the charge with an estimated one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, and should ultimately end the weekend with between four hundred and five hundred thousand. That's been about as good as things get for the past few weeks. Uh, with other reissues like Jurassic Park and Ghostbusters earning a similar amount at less than 500 sites. That's crazy. I could have gone to the theater to see Ghostbusters. Yeah, but you would have died, though. I wouldn't have wanted to, yeah. No, like... <laughs> I would have gone to the like the drive-in to see Ghostbusters. I think that sounds fun. Yeah, that would have been cool. Like, if it was the three of us watching it together, that might be more enjoyable than, you know... I don't want to waste money on that. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I did, so... Yeah. We, we could go to... No, I mean, saying we could go to something good. Right. Man, so... I was looking at the showboat drive-in, and, like, all the stuff that they've got planned just sucks, and I don't even have any interest in it. Not even, like, oh, maybe I could... No, it's just... Rooftop Cinema Club has really good movies. They do. Oh. it. Well, like, okay, so what's today? The But they're they're operating every day, so they've got Twister today and inside out and star wars oh empire strikes back okay but you got to see inside out first i guess inside out i like inside out i actually i never saw it huh. i know it's 16 well, bucks. The time. it's 16 bucks for the car load um but then they got is that for the the showboat or for, it's for showboat. Uh, Ooh, ron they're doing a, a black panther slash creed double feature See, I'm not about the double features. No, no. Well, the, yeah, that's, 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 that's a long that's, time. That's classic driving, though. It's the 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 double feature. I feel you, but I ain't about it. Can you get delivery <laughs> to your car? Like, if I order a pizza, will they bring it? Um, no. I don't think so. I'm not paying for concessions. So July 16th, they're doing knives out. Knives out. <gasps> they, they got tickets. I'm like, this is yeah. This it's not sold out. Bro, let's go. Wait, the 16th. Princess Bride. On the 16th. Meh. Uh, Nightmare on Street on the 15th. So, yeah, they got Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm up for that. Yeah. Okay. We got to, rather than, you know, plan our schedule. We'll plan, we'll plan something else. But, yeah, we have we'll plan something else. Maybe not together, you know. but, you know, I'll arrive at the same well, time. Well, together, but yeah, together. Yeah. You know Together, but separate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Together, <laughs> but together. <laughs> X-Men Days of Future Past arrives uncensored on Disney+. Plus. Um, what? X-Men Days of Future Past has arrived on uh, the U.S. version of Disney Plus this weekend. Uh, and star Hugh Jackman took to Instagram to assure fans that the critically acclaimed release hasn't been censored. Uh, given the family-friendly nature of the streaming service, a number of past movies have been changed uh, with edits made to the likes of The Wizards of Waverly Place. Really? Uh, what are they change with that? Yeah, That's right? Isn't that a, wasn't that already a Disney property that was for it's children? A, it's a kid's Disney, Disney channel, so yeah. 
and Splash was changed as well. That was changed. Uh, the latter was widely ridiculed online for its attempt to move on, remove on-screen. Did you see the video of that? No, no, it's I didn't. A, it's it's laughably bad. Did they're they like, like it's like CG it's when she dives into the ocean and you can see her butt for a second. Uh-huh. But they oh, like that. they like CG her hair to be really really long, and it's just like terrible. It's so bad, dude. Yeah. Just 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 come it's on, just come on. Disney needs to chill out. They do need to chill out. So that, but that means we can see this movie has a an f bomb and Hugh Jackman's butt. Ooh. So I feel like I don't understand the what Disney Plus is. Me neither. If it has that. I don't know if they you know. Either. Like you couldn't, they couldn't put Love Victor on it, but they could put like an f bomb. Yeah, but yeah, but Dylan, and nudity. Kids, kids are watching this. <laughs> I get it. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. I don't, yeah, I, but actually though, like Hugh Jackman butt, Hugh Jackman's butt is okay, but Daryl Hannah is not. I don't get it. Is that who's I think they just were ridiculed for it, so they're like not going to do that anymore. I assume that's the case. Gotta be. Um, Avengers Endgame directors respond to Anthony Mackie's critique about Marvel's lack of diversity. Recently, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier star Anthony Mackie criticized Marvel Studios' lack of diversity behind the scenes, pointing out that they need to do a uh, do better when hiring a primarily black crew for a movie starring a black superhero that was a reference to 2018's Black Panther. During a recent interview with Movie Maker, Avengers Endgame directors and saviors of everybody, Joe and Anthony Russo, <laughs> uh, were asked for their thoughts on those comments. Um, I think we can all do better. I think we can always all do better at diversity uh, constantly in this business and in every facet of the industry. So he's not wrong at all, Joe said. I think that we both, I think that we all have to work harder to keep endorsing and supporting diversity on both sides of the camera, Anthony said. We have a ton of respect for Anthony Mackie. He is not only an amazing actor, but he's an amazing person, and we've loved our collaboration with him. Okay. So, I mean, they agree. I don't like this. I feel like this is the most vanilla. Well, of course. That's saying he's totally right. They're like, yeah, we'll do better. Like, sorry. Sorry about it. You know? Right admitting nothing in this when like and then like talking half of it is talking about how like anthony mackie's a good actor and they liked working with him like no one was saying that you didn't that's not that's assumed you hired him that's like well he's black and we like him so Hmm. yeah right i don't know like what are you gonna do like talk about that you know or what should you have done i mean yeah i just feel like they could have said more of course, or or been more apologetic. Well, but you know don't I mean? haven't they done enough? One of them, I forget which one, you know, played the first gay, he was so brave. gay character. <laughs> he was so brave. You know, God, God, God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, which Russo was that? Was that, that was Joe, right? I don't know. One of them. Yeah, I don't see. remember. Uh, Ant Man three <laughs> rumored to begin production in Atlanta next year. What? Uh huh. Marvel Studios still hasn't given Ant-Man 3 a release date, uh, but I mean, really, at this point, should they give anything a release date? No. No. Nope. But it's beginning to look like we won't have long to wait until we get until uh, getting to see more of Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne's adventures in the MCU. Rick and Morty writer Jeff Loveness. Love, Loveness? Hmm. I don't know. Loveness? Loveness? Oh, yeah. Loveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loveness. Uh, is pending the screenplay. Uh, and a new report from Murphy's Multiverse uh, now indicates the, the movie is rumored to, quote, begin production in June of 2021 in Atlanta. 
that definitely makes sense and likely points to an early June 2023 release date. I'm I glad mean, what's his face isn't writing mm-hmm. it anymore. Who who was um, the the director? I can't remember his name. Peyton Peyton Reed. Oh um, right. I feel like he's just like the most boring creator in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So I'm glad they're getting it. I mean, it's a weird choice to have a Rick and Morty writer, but they gotta change something. Eh, I'm sure it'll be funny. I mean, you got Paul Rudd. He's very, he's very comedy. The, the first two were hits for me. I liked, I enjoyed both of them. Um, I enjoyed the first one a lot, but the second one wasn't as good. I thought, but sure. But I mean, I'll still take it before you know, Aquaman. Wow. You know. He- <laughs> um, Janelle Monet has spoken to Ryan Coogler about a role in Black Panther 2. During an interview with Empire, the multi-talented Antebellum star reviewed, uh, revealed that Coogler, Luputa Nyong'o, Chadwick Boseman, and Michael B. Jordan uh, visited her Woodland studio back when Black Panther was filming in Atlanta, and she mentioned that she'd be interested in coming on board for a potential sequel. I definitely have thrown it out there, she tells the mag. The mag. Uh, <laughs> one of my dreams have has always been to play Storm. I don't know if she comes in Black Panther, but it would be a, lot, uh, a dream to have her in it. I don't know where they are with that. A lot of women have played Storm, and they've done an exceptional job. I would love to be. Uh, well, <laughs> I would love to be in that line of artists to get to do Storm justice. Yeah, I you mean, guys I, like her as Storm? Yeah, sure. Why not? I, think I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would rather be somebody else. <laughs> I feel like she has a very like, she's like very soft features, you know. Like we're just splitting hairs here. Like, yeah, we should be happy to get any black woman playing Storm at this point. But like, and, and sp- specifically one that we like. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we all like Janelle Monae. I like. I want to see that antebellum movie, that horror movie that was supposed to come out. You know, yeah. pre-COVID. But right. I don't really see like a regal look to her. But I'd be happy with her for sure. Um, the next shocking chapter in the Donny Cates and Ryan Segman's Venom saga is revealed. Uh, Marvel Comics announces the next big Venom event with King in Black, a story which will affect the entire MCU, I'm sorry, Marvel Universe, as the god of the symbiotes, <laughs> Null, uh, finally arrives on Earth looking for vengeance. As far as event books go, this is the coolest, darkest, most heavy metal Cthulhu dark horror thing I've ever been able to do, promises Cates. Um, I still can't <laughs> believe Marvel is letting us go as dark and scary as we're going. Um, do you think the, the heavy metal reference, you know, that, that's on purpose? Um, one of the things I'm most proud of in the series is the creation of the character Null, Stegman says. We have some new designs that we'll be un, uh, unveiling throughout the series that are really cool and creepy. And my cat is just sitting here staring. At me. <laughs> um, that's, okay. that's what you call love, Michael. Yeah, that's right. No, she just wants to eat these flowers that are on the counter. She's looking forward to King and Black. If that's it. Willow, you like Venom? <laughs> Venom. Um, so are y'all reading Venom? I used to. I, I stopped a while ago. I stopped right before the last like Venom event. Just him on this, Venom Island. The cover doesn't really like grab me. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I like the no stuff. And I think it's all supposed to be coming together with all the other cosmic stuff he's been doing so it's a bunch I'm of white dudes you right <laughs> okay 
before I say anything, has Tony Cates ever written a book with either a person of color or a woman? I have no idea. Um, I, I, we have Venom, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Thor. Uh, you wrote Guardians. There was some women in that book. I in the guess, book? But they weren't prominent, I don't think. No, I mean, it was a Star Wars story at the end of the day. I don't know. I just feel like uh, no. I, feel, I feel like he needs to do a better job about that. I like Donny Cates a lot. I like his writing, but I mean, look at this cover. Yeah. Do you want him to do it though? I I would or like do you a want little him to be the voice of. Uh, I get I get the inclination to do what you're comfortable with, you know. But I think we're at a point where everyone needs to like, like you know, flex your yeah. writing muscles a little bit, and like if. You've never written a woman like really before. Like that's like bare minimum. Time to do it. And like maybe oh. put like at least like a supporting character. Like I can't think of any even supporting other than maybe Guardians. Like it'd be Guardians, I, yeah. I've read all his stuff pretty much. And I haven't I don't think there's even any like girlfriend role like for women, I, you know? I'm, oh, I'm certain, uh, certain. Ghost Fleet. Okay. At image. But even so, and then you got rednecks and then like uh, I just I feel the same way about Tom King. I just like I would like he did a good job with Barda, but I would like some I would like every writer to have a diverse lineup. You know what I mean? Right. But like why do we have to have point... like the black writers writing like carrying all the right. black characters and then the white people doing all the white people and then like no mixture. Well, yeah, but people argue that they want more women writing women characters. So then, like, you kind of have, like, I don't know, a battle Well, can't you have both? I, I mean, guess so. You, could, uh, you don't have to be like, well, there's a woman already. There's a solo woman title, so I don't have to have any women in my book. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a complaint on both sides. Like, David Walker can't write every black comic for Marvel and DC. I mean... I agree with that, but hire more black writers at that point. Yeah, there's others. Yeah. No, they've got the one. No, I agree with you. It's <laughs> like, uh, it's like um, with uh, little people in Hollywood. It's like for the longest time, it's like, ah, oh, let's get Warwick Davis. You got one. <laughs> like, it's like, that, I feel like that's offensive. Like, there's, there's plenty of other, you know, little people that, that can act, you know? But um, it's sort Hopefully of... Hopefully that cover isn't yeah. an indication of the book, the cast of the book. I don't know anything about it's the book. A, I'm sure it's not. I just read, so... It's going to be heavy metal, though. So, you know. So, like, Dark Knight's metal? Like, death metal. <laughs> they're, they're, going to, they're going to find a new element called Venominium. <laughs> and it's going to turn everybody into Venoms. Not symbiotes, Venoms. They've already done that. Yeah, but specifically Venom. Not just a, regu- not just a symbiote. Oh, they're all literally Venom? Yeah, they're all literally Venoms. Just a planet of Venoms. Because they all eat the venominium. Uh, and then they... I don't know. I haven't read enough. You're not, you're not far jokes. off. Um, Marvel and Scholastic to launch all new line of original graphic novels for young readers. Uh, Marvel Comics and Scholastic have announced that the new line of middle grade OGNs kick off an, with a Miles Morales story in spring 2021 with new stories to be written by a variety of best-selling authors. Um, then there's a press release down, down below which is going to I'm skipping over some of it. Uh, they're going to include some of the iconic heroes, Miles Morales, Kamala Khan, Shuri, and more. Uh, these new stories will launch as part of Scholastic's graphics with an X media line, uh, building from the success of Marvel and Scholastic's prose collection, 
collaboration program that kicked off earlier this year. That's cool. Um, I'm really excited cool. about this. Yeah. Because I've been wanting it since DC did their Ink and Zoom thing, you know? Oh, definitely. I'm like, when's Marvel going to do their own Young Readers? We already sell a ton. Novels. We already sell a ton of those um, Marvel kids-sized trades of like mm-hmm. and stuff. And Those are definitely good sales. Yeah, they are. Those are just like reprints, though. Like, I'm glad to yeah. have new stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. We already, I mean, so they're already, people are already buying the kids' stuff, but like, it's time to get the uh, original content. Also, I guess we found out where the diverse characters are. Miles, Kamala, and Shuri. You're like, here they are. Yeah. Kids kids aren't racist, so they'll buy it. Exactly. <laughs> like, is that the line of thinking? I don't understand. Well, I don't want to get I don't want to get the Miles book. I don't want anything too political, you know? Oh God. <laughs> that was that was at uh somebody said that. I don't remember who that was. But uh it was a little uh, yeah. Well the cat's attacking my headset, I'm sorry. The little um, twerp. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh my God, this news story. Oh boy. Tron 3 reportedly back on track at Disney with Jared Leto attached to Star. What? Okay. Still. Okay. Why? I'm about it. He's been attached like to this since like 2014, like since a long time. It's been years. This is silly. Pre Joker. Um, there have been rumors uh, of a follow up. I didn't know that. Uh, to the to the underwhelming and yet still fairly popular Tron Legacy, do, uh, doing the rounds for uh, online for a year now, but it sounds like Disney may finally be preparing to move forward with a third movie set in the mainframe grid world established in the '80s original. The Diz Insider uh, reports that Tron Three is still very much in development, and a director is currently being sought. <laughs> Jared Leto. Um, huh. The the article says Jared Jetto. Um, uh, is said to be attached to Star, uh, but there's also a chance that all or some of the cast of Legacy, including Jeff Bridges, Garrett Hedlund, and Olivia Wilde, will reprise their roles. Why? Like, <laughs> just I mean, you can make a you can make a good Tron movie. It doesn't have to suck. But come on, I feel like I'm gonna. This is one of those movies I'm gonna let live in my brain because I think I like I liked it when I saw it. You know, Tron Legacy. Yeah, so I'm I just gonna. I'm just not gonna ever rewatch it because I have a feeling if I did, I would have a different opinion now. Same. Um, I really liked Tron Legacy when I saw it in theaters. I have not seen it since. I own it. Um, but everyone tells me how terrible it is. I feel like so, it's not terrible. It being good, <laughs> to be honest. You didn't um, like it, Ron? Yeah, I don't remember liking it when it first came out. I remember really liking it, but everyone tells me it's terrible. So I probably. I remember just being obsessed not. with the visuals and the well, music. Yeah. Well, the music is just great. It's the Daft Punk album. It's like a basically. theme park movie, you it know? Is. Bruh, what you doing yeah. out there? Who honking? Out, who out here honking their Somebody alarm going yeah. off. Double honked up. Double honked up on a Monday evening. <laughs> um, the Batman spinoff series from Matt Reeves and Terrence Winter in the works for HBO Max. Uh, Matt Reeves, the Batman, is coming to theaters next year. We'll see. Uh, but it's now been announced that a TV spinoff set in the same universe is also in the works for HBO Max. Um, this is already too much. Like they're getting into Sony Spider-Man territory of announcing stuff without stuff being out. Um, this is an amazing opportunity, not only to expand the vision of the world I am creating for the film, but to explore it in a kind of depth and detail that only a long form format can afford said Reeves in a statement and getting to work with the incredibly talented Terrence winter, uh, who has written so insightfully and powerfully about worlds of crime and corruption is an absolute dream. 
According to HBO Max, the series will be, quote, set in the world Reeves is creating for the Batman feature film and will build upon the motion picture's examination of the anatomy of, a cor- of corruption in Gotham City, ultimately launching a new Batman universe across multiple platforms. The series Ooh. provides an unprecedented opportunity to extend the world established in the movie and further explore the myriad of compelling and complex characters <laughs> of Gotham. My goodness. All right. Okay. This, could you put over <laughs> Batman any harder? My goodness. Okay, so you're making yes, you a Gotham verse. Got it. Um, so they're putting all their. So first, they put all their eggs in the Zack Snyder basket. Now we're in the Reeves basket. Now we're in the Reeves basket. Um, Whoa! But but Batfleck is better. also coming back. Well, yeah, Reeves Keaton. is better. Reeves is definitely better. But like, okay, we'll see. This is that's a bit. I don't know. Presumptuous? Yeah. Um, speaking of, the Batman TV series coming to HBO Max will reportedly serve as a prequel to the movie. Uh, Dylan's favorite. <laughs> if you know anything about this podcast, you know Dylan loves prequels. I'm oh, checked out. Variety's Justin Kroll has shed some light on plans for the TV show, saying, quote, No idea if Pattinson will make an appearance, but what I have learned is that it's set to be before when the Batman is set to... Dr- a set and dive into how Gotham became corrupt and infested with criminals. That sounds like no Batman. And it HBO, sounds like Gotham. They just did that. And HBO, yeah. um, in that statement, they're ve- they are very much dancing around the fact that there's Batman is not in it. That's mm-hmm. what it like to me is that that's a Batman less Batman show. Um, I could see it if it was like a Robin or something concurrent. You know, we, I just we don't did want... just have Gotham though, where you do have a point. Is Fish Mooney going to be back? Is oh my Jada, yes, please. Is Jada Pinkin going to get entangled with the show? Entangle? <laughs> Got him. Yes, please. That that one went right over my head. I'm sorry. Oh, baby boy. You're not you're not up to date on the entanglement. Out. No, you missed an oh, out, baby boy. We need to send you the red table talk with Jada Pinkett. Uh, I'm so. Oh gosh, I don't know where to begin. Is this? It's is a this lot, like, Mikey. It, it's a lot. We'll, we'll oh, oh, okay. I just googled it. I know what you're talking about now. I forgot <laughs> the entanglement. She, she okay. semi cheated on Will Smith and called it an entanglement. I wouldn't say it semi cheated. Well, they were on. They were separated. Sure. And he cheated on her too. So, but she called it entanglement. So it, it's that's that's the the that's, it's like that's, the, that's it's the, the new conscious <laughs> uncoupling. You know, right. it's the 2020 conscious uncoupling. Got it. Right. Got um, it. Star Girl officially renewed. I feel like we've had a lot of Star Girl news lately. Uh, has been officially renewed for season two, leaving DC Universe for the CW next fall. Rip the DC Universe <laughs> even further. It's still, it's still hanging in there. Mm. Well, I don't know why anybody would start a new sub for it. I feel like the only subs are going to be the people who bought the year. The wow. year, mm-hmm. which a lot of people did, is what I'm finding out. Um, it's not, there's nothing else to say. Okay, I see story. you deleted it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, um, I'm bummed about this a little bit because the show looks pretty expensive right now. And Supergirl was on NBC and then moved to CW, did the exact same thing. And it became like really cheap looking. Oh, like everything like, else on the CW. Slash that budget. So I'm wow. a little nervous for this show. I guess it's, there's no other option though. Like either you just end with DC or you go somewhere else. But I was hoping it would go to HBO or something. But oh, well. So. Would you rather of it if if it had to go to CW and look bad, or just end? What would you prefer if you had to choose? 
I guess go to CW. People can enjoy it who aren't me. You know, people <laughs> like that stuff. So I'm not going to cancel a show because I don't watch it. Um, Batman casts God Friended Me star Javicia Leslie as the CW's new caped crusader. Uh, Deadline is confirmed that God Friended Me star Javicia Leslie has been cast as the new Batwoman following Ruby Rose's shock departure. Shock. <laughs> as was previously reported, the actress will play the newly, a newly created character called Ryan Wilder and is set to make her debut on Gotham City as Gotham City's Caped Crusader when the show returns to the CW next January. God Friend of Me is a CBS series produced by Greg Berlanti, uh, so he didn't have to look far for his new star. Quote, I am extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. And as a bisexual woman, I am honored to join this groundbreaking show, which has been such a trailblazer for the LGBTQ plus community, Leslie said in a statement. Uh, has anybody watched God Friended Me? I've I never seen even heard her in anything. No. Nope. Not a hat. But I like her look. So Yeah, she looked cool. Yeah, no, she looks good. Um, I wonder what she's going to look like as Batwoman. I don't know. Like, are they going to do the? They're they, they're not going to try and do the same costume on her, are they? You would, you would assume not. But we I hope see. they give her some new some new threads. But well, since it's a new character, right? They can just you know, sort of take some liberties, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like studios are being pressured to like include black talent now. So mm-hmm. I think we're like just now starting to see the backlash of like you know the past couple months. I feel like maybe I'm like too cynical, but I feel like they wouldn't have cast a black actress if it weren't for Black Lives Matter, like the last couple months of it. You know, I, I think you're right. right, honestly. I think if they'd done another Ruby Rose, would be like, ugh, another like same old, same old. You know, right. So I'm glad. I don't think like we've talked about this before. I don't think they're doing it like out of the goodness of their heart, but like I think we're starting to see some benefits, maybe. So it's yep. exciting. I hope I hope it continues and it's not like a flash in the pan. Like, all right, we did it. There you go, you know? Sure. Back, back especially, from, especially from DC, who really needs it. Yeah. Um, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, gets a premiere date on HBO Max streaming service. Um, if you are among those who skipped the movie in theaters, then you'll now have a chance to watch it for free on HBO Max starting August 15th. The streaming service, service has been adding a number of DC Comics titles, on something of a quote revolving door basis, so it <laughs> remains to be seen how long Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey will stick around. That means things go on it and then disappear, and disappear or you yeah, get a chance yeah, to watch right. it. Just like you know how they used to license movies back in the day, I guess. Like it's on HBO for a month, and then they're going to be playing it a bunch of times, and then you'll never see it again. They should have like they. I think I feel like things on HBO Max should like start flashing red when they're going to go. You know, like when your item's about to break in an RPG game. Yes. It should be like that. Like, watch watch it now. It's about to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wish that um, more of the streaming services were more upfront with... Uh, was leaving? Yeah. Like, yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. having to go with articles and, like, leaks and whatever. But, yeah, you, if you guys have HBO Max and you haven't seen this, definitely check it out. We did a review on it back in, whenever, January, when this movie came out. Uh-huh. January, January? But you have no the, excuse now if you have HBO. Right. One of the only Power Rankings movies that we're actually going to get to review this year. I think Yo, one of the only, I think we only did three. No, we did Sonic. Sonic and Bloodshot and Harley. Yeah. I think that's it. Yep. Um, <laughs> what a fun year. 
Ready Player Two returned to the Oasis in Ernest Cline's sequel, uh, this novel, this summer. It's been nearly a decade since Ready Player One took the publishing world by storm in 2011, but now author Ernest Cline is set to invite readers back into the Oasis. Uh, announced today, Cline's highly anticipated sequel novel, appropriately titled Ready Player Two, will release in North America on November 24th. Fans can pre-order it now. Yeah. I'm bored. I'm not I mean, excited for it. <laughs> I, I don't need it. No, I don't. I neither do I. I enjoyed the first book fine. I didn't. I, I read it super late, and so I was already like super jaded by the amount of hype. And it's got. I barely of, enjoyed it. It's got a lot of lazy writing. Mm-hmm. It's like I think Dylan. Dylan might have been. Were you on the Ready Player One review? You must have been because we read it. Yeah, together. I was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, I remember one of your takeaways is like, I'm supposed to believe that this 18 year old or whatever has watched every Monty Python ever multiple times, every 70s television show, and like all these multiple things, times. encyclopedic knowledge of ancient pop. I think we started to do the math, and it just didn't. It wasn't. Yeah, adding it, didn't, up. it didn't work. He's yeah. watching at 2x speed. Three. <laughs> But I don't want another whole. That's number one. It's not going to get another movie because it didn't do well. But no, I'm not going to read another book with like lonely, lonely nerdy white boy wish fulfillment. You know. But we I'm don't dead. know. We don't know if this is about Artemis and Parzival, right? This could be. It we, will. Of course. I mean, I'm giving you the benefit of the benefit of the doubt. I don't know what the plot is. <laughs> Maybe I Ernest Klein wrote another book called Armada that I have not read. Uh but, oh right, yeah, that came out recently. Yeah, it was a. Apparently, it was like kind of tangentially connected to Ready Player One. Apparently, oh, really? yeah, but who cares? Um, I, I will read this at some point. Oh, Michael! I, Michael, I mean, don't. I, I read a lot of books. Um, <laughs> that is true. Maybe, maybe it'll be about that hideous birthmark girl. Yeah, oh, the no. hideous <laughs> troll. That that bridge troll. Oh man! <laughs> if you haven't read the book. Or seen the movie, or only seen the movie, or whatever. There's a character in the book that has a rather large birthmark on her, on her face, um, and it's pretty prominent and dark, and like you know, it's like supposed to. They call it like a port wine stain, right? Like kind of like Mikhail Gorbachev, like a big old purple splotch on her forehead, um, and she's very self conscious about it. Then you go see the movie, and it is like barely even noticeable. It's, it's like, like the, a faint pink, like, right? It's like around the eye Dalmatian looking. Right. Kinda. It's, it's right. like it's like you 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 painted your face and washed it off and got most of it, you know. <laughs> right. It's like. Mm. And she like would cut like wear half her hair over her face because she's so ugly. Right. Good representation. How could, how could you love with, me? Yeah. How could you love me? I'm a troll. Ugh, um. Mom. Um. New details about Tenet's uh, recent release date delays have been revealed. <laughs> Tenet was originally set to be released July 17th, a date it's been said filmmaker Christopher Nolan was keen to meet in order to help theaters bring moviegoers back to multiplexes after months of closures. Now, The Hollywood Reporter has shared some new details about what they claim has been happening behind the scenes at Warner Brothers these past few months. The hope was that COVID-19 would be a little more contained by then. No <laughs> kidding. But but for Nolan, it wasn't about the money. Instead, he expressed a, quote, desire to be the first big studio film back in theaters to show faith in the form of solidarity with exhibitors uh, when they're allowed to open and say they're ready. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
Nolan ultimately mm-hmm. agreed to a two-week delay, but the decision <laughs> may have been taken out of his hands as COVID-19 cases and deaths continue to spike across the United States. Nolan is full of crap, and I like all of his movies. Like, I, What kind of privilege bubble is he living in where it's like, fine, I'll agree to a two-week delay like right right girl it's not in your hands right (laughs) somebody tell her like she doesn't know she doesn't let her know (laughs) is anyone gonna help her no anyway but but uh, but actually like what's the deal like does this does this color your opinion of chris nolan i mean i already know i mean i already kind of don't even let anne hathaway sit down so no no there's plenty of chairs people can sit if they want one yeah she just made it up saying that you know, they put out a press release. He's going to have to do a public apology, I bet. For not letting people sit? No, she will, for saying oh. that. She's going she's to have to come out as a liar. Uh, um, now, do you think Christopher Nolan uses um, the old school Hollywood um, leaning posts? I don't know if you know about those. Like, it's a very old Hollywood thing where you get your costume, your makeup done, and you don't want to sit down because it's going to ruin your costume. So they have, like, these big, like, mm-hmm. slanted boards that you can lean up against to, to rest. So maybe I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe he's he's that old school, you know. He's a big kinephile, so. (laughs) Whatever. This does color my my interpretation or my um, opinions of him a little bit, which is really important. I mean, well, yeah, because like I know, I mean, you always assumed that Christopher Nolan is kind of a smug, smarmy d bag. But it's become like a trend online to call out celebrities who are who like seem oblivious, you know. Sure. Yeah, like like Kim Kardashian will post like, "Where are you going when the pandemic's over?" It's like a vacation pic, and they're like, "Back to work, Kimberly." You know, like, <laughs> or like people are dying, Kimberly. Like, I feel like he's like, just very unaware. Like, he's probably in his mansion and like, just going out to eat, having friends over. Like, doesn't really. I feel like he's he must not know. When is the last time Christopher Nolan went to an AMC? Never. He probably has a home theater. Of course he does. Of course he does. Like, well, why can't he? Just seems very detached. Like, of course. uh, It looks really bad. Makes it look every week we talk about Tenet. The more I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest. And it's annoying because you know it's going to be good. It's going to be the best movie ever. After all this, it has to be. (laughs) It better blow our minds. Um. Monster Hunter becomes the latest Sony Pictures movie to have its release date moved to 2021. Um, Deadline confirms that Sony Pictures has pushed Screen Gems Monster Hunter (laughs) from its planned planned Labor Day release to a September 4th, from September 4th all the way to April 23rd, 2021. Um, Paramount Pictures A Quiet Place 2 was set to open that same September slot, so chances are that that's why the rival studio has decided to back down. All right. Cool. Going by this picture, I didn't realize Mila Jovovich was in this movie. It'd be like Resident Evil. Yeah, yep, just like Resident Evil, dog. Now, nothing against Mila Jovovich, but that—that that is not like a mark of your movie is going to be any good. Not that she's bad; it's just that she's. People just gotta go watch movies. it though, because of her. Of course. Is this whitewashed? I don't know. I've never played Monster Hunter. I probably. mean, it seems really like Asian Hunter, specific. The world. Is it? I have no clue. It's a it's a fine line. I don't know. They could have, whatever. It's fine. Scooby Doo Mystery Inc. <laughs> producer confirms Velma is gay. 
What? I've said this before, but Velma in Mystery Incorporated is not bi. She's gay. Servone responded to a fan on Instagram. I don't know who Servone is. Oh, uh, um, we're always planned. We, we always planned on Velma acting a little off and out of character while she was dating Shaggy because the relationship was wrong for her. She had unspoken difficulty uh, uh, with why. Last year, Linda Cardellini, who played Velma in two live-action Scooby-Doo movies, said that she acted as if Velma was gay in those films. Okay. I'm so tired of the retroactively saying like, oh no, ended years he ago. was totally gay. You remember Dumbledore? Yeah, he 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 too. He was gay. <laughs> you, you remember Dumbledore? It's so oh, annoying. You can't retroactively put diversity in your stuff. You know, you like can. she had a boyfriend. It's fan and fiction. Same with. Sorry, I like you, Linda Cardellini, but like you were dating a man in the in the movie. You know, in the live action Scooby Doo. What do you mean you played her gay? Was she? What is that? She yeah, in the second one, she got a boyfriend. Hmm. Uh, yeah, she did. And I didn't she see. Did. I didn't see it at all. Like, you know, I'm all for like representation, but I'm tired of the of like. Course. Oh, you guys didn't notice like, afterwards, yeah. Because I well, feel Dylan, like it turns it around on the audience for not seeing it. You know. Well, Dylan, you can't like, have it both ways. It's like you. It's either this way or it's like the Killing Joke, <laughs> where it's a character. You're right. <laughs> I want to do a a character spotlight on him. What, what's his name? Or what? What's what's his line? Uh, that like, and I thought the something scene was, you know, I, don't know. Like, I it, thought the gay scene was complicated. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, something like it's, that. It might as well have been. I thought the gay scene was complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, why is Zelma's, why is it so Zelma's straight until you explicitly say it within the show? You know, a show or a movie. I yes. tired of it. Why is it? Why is it so hard? I so get just, studio so backlash, but like, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, the Washington Redskins are changing their name. They can have a gay character named in a damn Scooby Doo movie. Come on, get, yeah. get with the time studios. Um, Hollywood kills delayed by a year due to COVID nineteen. First trailer, a uh, first teaser reveals a glimpse at what's to come. I'm gonna skip over the article because uh, it yeah. was it's long and t- saying what I just said in the thing, uh, and I'll give the 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 anecdote is Dylan shared the uh, the teaser in the in the uh, in our Uncanny Universe group chat, and I noticed the October 14th date, and I was like, ha ha ha, we'll see, you know, we'll <laughs> see if movies are coming out, and Dylan's like, yeah, it'll probably be 2021, and then I scroll back up and I go, oh, it is 2021. He's calling me out for not realizing that it said 2021. <laughs> And then Dylan's like, oh, no, I didn't realize that either. This movie I was got joking. I know. Um, but this looks like it's taking the cues from Halloween 2 uh, in that it takes place immediately after the first one ended. It takes place the same night picking where the last movie ended, Danny McBride confirmed. As you may recall, that ended with Laurie and her daughter Karen and granddaughter Allison making their escape after they managed to trap and, quote, kill Michael Myers in the burning basement. Events in the film bring together a lot of characters who are in the 1978 film who we didn't see last time. That's very exciting for me. Um, they, ga- they gather to try once and for all to take down Michael to stop this madman. Um, David Allen Green says, uh, the first one was more about Laurie's life of isolation after Michael and her attempts at revenge. It was personal. 
this is more about the unraveling of a community into chaos. It's about how fear spreads virally. The, the teaser Word. is awesome. I loved, I loved this. That's cool. I liked it. I'm, That's a good way to do a teaser. That's a, like a quick... Yeah, a, a little scene. Not like, um, you know, a mini trailer. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. a quick little scene. Uh, but I'm, I'm hyped for it next year, if it actually does get to come out next year. Um, the Invisible Man director, Lee Wanell, to helm the Wolfman reboot, starring Ryan Gosling. I feel like this is the third time we've talked about this. Um, it was a rumor before, and now it's for real. According to Variety... Okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's like, is there anything more there? That's it. Okay. Um, in the vein of Jake Gyllenhaal's thriller Nightcrawler, with an obvious supernatural twist, is that what this movie is going to be described It's a good as. recipe. Sure. Just, I mean, name drop... Name drop a popular movie from a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, the boys are back on the run in a new season two trailer. So there's a season two trailer for the boys that's out. It's ultra violent, blood soaked trailer. Uh, if you guys care about um, the boys, I think Ron watches the boys. I watched the boys. I did. I watched season one. It was good. I it looks way more bloody than the first one. So really, you didn't watch it, Michael? No, I didn't. It's good. You should watch it. Uh, it is when's, when's, oh, I see it right here. S- September 4th. Maybe if I have time, I'll get through the first one, then I can watch the second one and we can talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, is it a lot of episodes? It's 10, I think. Maybe 10. Okay. That's not bad. Uh, the Umbrella Academy news. Uh, the Hargreaves family must prevent the apocalypse again in the full season two trailer. Um, ahead of its July 31st Netflix premiere, a full trailer for the second season of The Umbrella Academy is out, and it should give fans a much better idea of what to expect from the coming. Continuing Adventures of the Hargreaves Family. Did you guys watch season one? No, I but I want to. I did not, and I want to as well. I did. This looks I like- watched this trailer. It didn't give me any clues, though. So Yeah, the trailer didn't like... I don't know. It didn't entice me to watch it if I haven't seen season one, I guess. like it, It's like, okay. That's- no, I agree with you. You probably wouldn't want to look at it if you didn't watch the first one. Um, it's cool, though. People, You know, the cast is there. It's all, it's all like dope. You like the first one? Yeah, the first one was good. It looks this one looks like it's gonna have a little more budget just because they're not. I feel like the first one was mostly at the house. Sure. Oh, you know what I forgot to put on here that I'm sad about? Hmm. Sabrina got canceled. Oh, like Sabrina did got canceled. That it's very unfortunate. What the hell? Yeah, come on, like come on, Netflix. Show. What the H Netflix? I thought that show was semi popular. I don't understand. Four seasons though. That's not bad. Um, I have I another guess. piece of news that isn't on here. Um, HBO's The Outsider Season 2, Dylan, <gasps> um, is confirmed, and it is going to be based on the story that is in the new Stephen King short story collection, If It Bleeds. Um, right. Which is great. It's a fantastic um, short story. Is that the one that it. featured, what's her face, the character I like? Holly Gibney? Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. The whole book is great, but the If It Bleeds story is fantastic. Um, if not, you didn't watch maybe it yet, right? Better. No, I haven't. Maybe even better than the Outsider. Neither have I. Uh, so good, Dylan. Have you read the Outsider yet? Mm-mm. Oh, you should. It's really. I'll read it and you watch it. Okay. I want to re. <laughs> I want to reread it. Um. Anyway, um, Trolls Two is the new number one on the DEG's top twenty list. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Trolls World Tour takes the top spot. We're gonna go down the list here. Uh, the top twenty <laughs> watched at home movies. <sighs> Number one, Trolls World Tour. Uh, <laughs> then you have Yellowstone Season 3, Yellowstone Season 1, Yellowstone Season 2. That's weird. Um, yeah. Uh, the Outpost. I don't know what that is. 
Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, The Invisible Man, Independence Day, Jumanji, The Next Level, Bad Boys for Life, Birds of Prey, and The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, The Why? Call of the Wild, Jungle Beat, The Movie, The Gentleman, The 1917, not The 1917, 1917, The Hunt, Force of Nature, Bloodshot, Harry Potter, Eight Film Collection, and Onward. <laughs> I still call shenanigans that Yellowstone gets three entries and eight Harry Potter movies is one. You're so upset about that. It bothers me. I, I think have... it's just the listing. Like if they're separate listings and it's separate, but if it's one, then. Yeah. Um, anyway, what is the outpost? It sounds really familiar. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Trolls, uh, though. Did anybody watch Trolls? I guess a lot of the kids. Kids are home. I still haven't yep. watched it. Kids are at home. Kids are at home. Oh, the outpost is like a war movie with, uh, oh. what's his name? Scott Eastwood. Oh, oh I'm good. Um, and Trolls is going to continue to be doing really well because I don't care what anybody says. Kids aren't going back to school. That ain't happening. Boy. Oh, oh man. That. Yeah, that's true. Who knows, man? Um, let's get to, we're late. Let's get to, um, the topic at hand here the this old guard short one yeah um well this is a movie too like you know it's a uh, this came out this past friday uh led by a warrior named andy charlie's theron a covert group of uh tight-knit mercenaries with a mysterious in- uh, inability to die have fought to protect the mortal world for centuries but when the team is re- uh, recruited to take on an emergency mission and the extraordinary abilities are suddenly exposed it's up to andy and niall played by kiki lane uh, the newest soldier to join their ranks to help the group eliminate the threat of those who seek to replicate and monetize their power by any means necessary. Spoilers for the old guard comic and movie and book. Yes. yes. Comic Sorry. and mm-hmm. book. If you care <laughs> about that and, movie. and you should <laughs> care about that because it is good and it is good. Well, them both and they both have um, some differences um, in this movie. You have uh, Charlize Theron, Kiki Lane, she would tell age of four, uh, Matthias, Oof. Uh, show nerds, show nerds, show nerds. Marwan, I like how I go. Chiwetel uh, Age of Four is easier than this guy's last name. But you know him, so yeah, that's true. I've heard I've heard that name pronounced. Um, Mar uh, uh Kanzari, Luca Marinelli, and uh, Harry Melling. I know none of those people. <laughs> all those people. Yep, all of them. I know two of them. Uh, Another top three. I don't know Kiki Lane. I know um, two of them. Directed by uh, Gina Prince Bythewood and written by Greg Fortnite. Greg Rucka. Yeah. Fortnite. What? He wrote the book, the comic, and the movie. Yeah, he out here. Um, so it has an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, for critics, 76% audience, which is kind of low. Um, so had you guys read the comic? I mean, I had never read it up until the day before I watched the movie. Same. I read it, I read it the read week it. before. Okay, or maybe so, two weeks before. I don't know. I read it a little basically bit, the same. right before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read it. Whatever day Dylan said he was taking it home, I read it that day. Same. Oh, uh, I read it like a couple days after, but I read it that week for sure. Um, and surprisingly, like unlike a lot of the comics that I read because I'm gonna watch something, or that I'm forced to read that I normally <laughs> wasn't gonna read anyway, I really mm-hmm. liked it, and I found myself. You know, I was like, okay, it's only five issues, but maybe I'll read like one on my lunch break every day and just like. And you read it all. I read it all in one night. Really dug yeah. it. I mean, it's not long. Same. It didn't no, take a lot. It's of definitely time. not long. Yeah, but like, yeah, I I really liked the comic. I really enjoyed it. 
Um, my thoughts um, before watching the movie is that the trailer really covered you up for the through the first three issues. I felt like on the comic, like I f- true, uh, yeah. But the movie didn't. The movie went. Um, the movie had uh, some surprises in it. Uh, what did y'all think about the comic? I really liked it. I'm the one who read it first, and I wanted. I, I assume y'all were planning to read it anyway, but I was like, y'all got to read it. Ron's right. I'm not a fan of the art. I wasn't I, planning on reading it. Oh, really? Okay. No, I wasn't. Because well, I well, I tried to read it some odd years ago when it came out. It's a relatively I, new book. It came out like three, relatively, three four years yeah. ago. But whenever I saw the art, I was like, no, I just can't do it. I'm normally the same way. But if it, so if it weren't for this movie, I wouldn't have. But I but like yeah, Rebecca a uh, lot. And um, I read the sequel. There's four issues, four out of five for the next run of it. And there's going to be a last third installment of five issues. So it's going to be 15 issues total, three sets word. of five. Um that's what Michael's pick was, was the final issue of the second arc. But the second arc's right. been really good, too. So I'm hoping they get a chance to adapt that. Yeah, I need to read that. Um, you know, last week I said in the podcast that I was going to read this because I already owned a copy, and I was I lied. I own We Stand on Guard, oh. ah, which I also own, has a purple too. cover. Like, Oh, mine's red. Interesting. Okay. Um, oh, I, I might be tripping. Um <laughs> But anyway, um, do you think this movie was faithful? Did this? Well, I'm sorry. Did did it make you excited for the movie? It did for me yes, anyway. It did. Yeah, it did. I was like, if it's half as good as this, then I'll enjoy the movie for sure. Also, my standards are really low right now, so like the movie could be no like, kidding. Can we talk, and I would love it. Can we talk about that? Like just for a second. Like we've been watching a lot of stuff that is passable at best lately. <laughs> um, you know, that's generous. Well, I mean, Ghostbusters, I think, is like the best movie that we watched lately, and it was still not great. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know about that. I mean, it's better than Too Fast, Too Furious. We watched, um, oh, what was the one? Ghost World? Ghost World was fine. Oh, we did watch Ghost World, but that, that's Corona time, man. That was like years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember right. watching Ghost World. I just mean like outside of the podcast, too. You know, like oh. new content. I'm oh. like starved for watch- new content. <laughs> oh. I, I, re- I don't have a lot of time. All I watch, I watch whatever I'm watching for the podcast. And then I watch the weekly wrestling show on Tuesday. That's two hours. And that's all. That's it. <laughs> that, that's it. Like I watch AEW on Wednesdays. Uh, yeah. Cause Lori doesn't really like watching a lot of stuff. Like Lori prefers to, you know, hang out and talk and human interaction. I know. Gross. <laughs> well, okay. She also likes watching me play PUBG, but, um, what was the uh do you think the movie was pretty faithful to the comic? I think it was mostly faithful. I thought it was the most faithful comic adaptation that I've seen before. Most there were a couple changes, but like I mean there was a pretty big one. They were the changes were good for the movie though. Yes, agreed. Agreed. But like the plot was exactly the same. Like I haven't seen a oh, movie yeah, yeah. based on a comic before, you know? Yeah, like even was... li- lines were the same. I think it's that's because it's the same writer. Well, yeah, it's Ruck Up. So you know, the lines were exactly the same. The settings were the same, you know, like um, it was like a very faith. I thought it was very faithful other than a couple of things. I mean, I think that proves that, you know, having the person who wrote the comic work on or write the film is a good idea. Most definitely. If as long it, as they know how to write in a different media. I mean, I mean if, and if they don't have, you know, a co-writer. Even funny enough, Rick Remender had two things come out uh, that was translated to. What do you call this? Movies, movies and TV, film, 
film, uh, the movie was bad. Okay. And his TV show was good. Unfortunately, it got canceled. <laughs> oh, that does suck. But he worked on the TV show and not the movie. So you see how that works. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there is a direct correlation. At the yeah. very least, if it's not going to be, you know, um, good, it will at least be coherent and cohesive. Right. There's another part of it, you know. Um, but I think, and I think, you know, the question of if it's faithful or not is uh, this weird thing that we fall into with comics where f- people think faithful or comic accuracy means good. It doesn't have to, mm-hmm. you know. No. But this I feel means- like this was written to be adapted, though. Like, you know how Mark Miller oh, totally, does that? Totally. I think um, he probably wrote, like, because Five issues was the perfect length for the yeah, movie, too. I think he probably wrote that it's like a screenplay, but you know, a comic. <laughs> um, and do you think it's better for streaming or a theater? Do you think it makes a difference either way? It's really I'm kind of cool to watch in the theaters. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed because I would have liked this to get like a full was moment. This a, you was know? that ever supposed to happen? Is this like a Corona change, or was this? No, I think it was always Netflix. Okay. But like, it would have been nice to see this in theaters. I think yeah. it, maybe it was. It's a little too progressive to be in theaters. But um, how do you mean? I don't know. I feel like it's, well, it has like a woman lead, a black, like there's no straight white male leads really. Oh, well, there's true. like a cup. There's like one, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone's gay, black or women. So yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't, that wouldn't really fare well in theaters maybe, or that's what the suits would say. Sure. So I'm, I think maybe, maybe it's better that it's streaming because I got to faithfully adapt it. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see like a, a whole old car moment in the theater. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Um, standout characters or performances. I thought Charlize Theron was great in this, as always. Um, mm-hmm. I I also really liked Kiki Lane as Niall. I have never seen. Have you seen If before. Beale Street Could Talk? Or have you heard of that? I, I've heard of it. Oh, I haven't seen it. I don't know if she's in it. She's the main the main uh, star of that movie. It was really oh, good. Okay, but that's not like actiony at all. So it was. This is really different, but I thought she was great. I hope she's in more stuff. This Whoever, seems like one of those roles that like most people won't see, but maybe it'll like launch a career. You know, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, who, whoever it was that played the bad guy, the British guy, uh, was that Merrick? Harry Harry Melling as Merrick. Harry Melling yeah. has the most like punchable, punchable bad face. guy face I've ever oh, seen yeah, for in my sure, life. Dude. I feel like he is set so to smug. play the pharma bro in a biopic. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gotta happen. Um, oh, he was he was very enjoyable as the bad guy. Um, they were all actually really good. Yeah, every, everybody I mean, was good. Yeah, like everybody was solid. I didn't have a hard time with anybody in this movie. Um, Everyone got their little moments too. It was yeah. like a nice balance of mm-hmm. a team. I, team movie. I I thought the action was good. The pacing, the plot was good. Mm-hmm. Um, what about y'all? Did you? I mean. The only thing I have a problem with is reading the book beforehand. You kind of know the, the betrayal. True. Right. I, like, I wish I would have more... not known the betrayal, but then like they gave us that extra twist. So I was like, all right, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I think that's like making up for how accurate it is. They gave us the extra twist. Right. Um, and I, I like the stuff with Gwen. I thought that was a nice addition, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, that too. Um, I So l- let's talk about the big change. Uh, you know, the big uh, Andy loses her powers or mm-hmm. loses her, you know, ability, ability to yeah. not die. Um, I I thought that was great. 
it really made that final siege feel really real. Right. Um, I bought it. The stakes it. I, were higher. Yeah, I loved it. Yes. And and that's not to say that the ending in the book was bad or it, it's just it they're just both different and they're both good. Mhm. Um I I liked it. Um the after credit scene, I thought that was cool. I'm glad mm-hmm. that I saw online that there was an after credit scene because normally with a Netflix movie I would just turn it off during the credits. Oh, for yeah. real? Oh yeah, I'm not going to watch a credits on Netflix. If it doesn't like shrink down and become a little box, I'm like, what's what's coming? You know, on right. Netflix, gotcha. they, they they keep it full screen. It's weird. I kind of just let stuff roll on oh. Netflix. I kind of just oh, like really? forget about. It. Yeah. Well, it's just like the next episode, but yeah. But mm-hmm. I would definitely love to see a sequel to this movie. They def- they set it up for sure. Right. Um, and I haven't read Force Multiplied, but does that tie into the sequel that they're laying down, Dylan? In any way? No, I don't. I, it didn't really adapt what was this was setting up. So that was interesting. Because I that character, what what was her name? Quinn. 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 Yeah. No, no Gwen. Yeah. I think. Quinn. Gwen. But spelled weird. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. That's what you, what you were talking about. I didn't know if that was a character that was maybe in the sequel, and they just sort of put in here. Unless I missed it, I didn't see her at all. You know. Okay. Also, they were gay, right? Oh, absolutely. I don't know if that was. I feel like I, that was hinted at. I feel like it was implied, but not stated. Um, there was guys... a lot less like sex in this movie than the comic. True. True. She was like, I don't know. Yeah. No. 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 The comic had a fair amount of sex in it for a five-issue mini. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I don't. The only don't my only com- my only complaint about this is that like I wish it had a little bit of a bigger budget. It would have been cool to see like more of the past you know like big battles of oh, like her sure, previous sure, sure. lives you know they kind of sure. showed it a little bit but you could tell they were like skimping on money a little bit because it'd be like sure, just sure, a close-up sure. of her face they did something. a pretty good job on the uh reanimation not reanimation but like the bones healing and stuff i thought oh yeah they did good. those all look really they heal like wolverine style and then right. looked really good but like yeah. It would have been cool. I feel like if this was like a big blockbuster movie, we would have. Oh yeah, we would have saw like an opening sequence, like following her through time. You know, like, mm-hmm. as all these different warriors, that would have been really cool. But I understand why they can't do that. I I really dug this movie um, way more than I was expecting to, based on the trailer. The trailer didn't sell me on it, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, the trailer was meh. I didn't watch the trailer. The trailer. I don't remember. The trailer looked. Like a forgettable action movie. It looked like something that you, you could copy and paste Vin Diesel into, and it would have been like the same movie, you know? Oh no! Um, and I mean, and I do mean that as like a bit of an insult because it's like uh, this didn't look like anything I would have chosen to watch. But I really liked Agreed. it. Do you guys recommend this? Most definitely. I have. I know we've like talked about representation a lot just in this episode. But like this is like the like perfect kind of representation for me because it's just like it's directed by a black woman and it's like just characters who are diverse and it's like not like about that you know right. sure yeah they're just there it's and... just an it's a regular action movie like it could be a Vin Diesel like Charlie Saren could be Vin Diesel and it'd be the same movie you know right I really I really like that it wasn't like a statement it wasn't a like, look how diverse we are like she's so strong and a woman like it just. There were gay no, she, people, she there were black people. Cool. It was just right. it wasn't a thing, you know? So it, I really well, yeah, uh, give credit to Greg Rekka for writing the characters like that, you know? 
Mm-hmm. For sure. It's very refreshing. So, and I, also it's just like a decent, like if, if you took away all that, it'd still be a decent movie. But like, because it had all that, I really liked it. So right. I would give it, and it's like, everyone has Netflix and it's free to watch. So definitely recommend. Yeah. hundred percent recommend. And we um, should all be at home. So watch it. Right. <laughs> Stay at home. Mm-hmm. Will you watch buy it. this if it gets a physical release, Dylan? I don't buy physical really anymore. I buy Marvel MCU steelbooks and that's it. So, okay. Unfortunately not, but I did but. see some cool prints. There's like lots of artists. Netflix did this weird campaign where they got a bunch of comic artists just to do art for it. So there's like okay. Jen Bartel and Tula Lote and like lots of cool artists I followed and stuff. And like there's some prints. Maybe I would buy those, but. I will no. be buying the other two graphic novels. So, I'm excited. Okay. Will you buy we'll Ron buy a a big hardcover if they do all three? Oh, you know, you know, I, I love the I, hardcover. I'd buy that. I like I like big hardcovers too. I'm here for I'm that. I'm gonna wait for that. Um, that's exciting. but I can't wait though. You know, I'm happy that we got to watch something really enjoyable. Um, it's so do refreshing. We, do we rate? It is refreshing. I mean, we haven't really rated a movie like for real, for real in a long time. Let's do it. <laughs> For real, let's, huh? let's do it. Um, we, we haven't talked about this ahead of time, so this is all off the cuff. Uh, so I'm going to give this an 8.5. Cool. Okay. I really dug it. Out I of 100? Eight, oh. <laughs> no, on our, on our, on our uh, CGC scale. Right, right. If you, uh, I'm if, gonna you give got, if it's been that long, uh, I'll give a refresher. If we have uh, some new listeners here, we grade uh, the movies on the same scale that CGC grades comics. Um, you know, that's uh, yeah, look it up. I'm not going to explain the whole scale. We've been on this. <laughs> this has been going on for a while. Uh, I'm going with eight five, eight point five. I'm gonna give it a nine though. Thought it was good. Solid, solid A minus movie. Dolly. Ron, Ron stole my grade because I'm also I'm giving sorry, it a baby boy. Wow. This might be the Corona talking, but like, <laughs> I haven't seen a good movie in a long time, so I'm gonna give it a nine. No, it's been good. I know. I, mean, like, I can't think it of anything. It was really good, but like, I came in into a normal so year surrounded by great movies. I don't know. I, I was, sure, sure, sure. I was so jaded coming into this. I was turning it on. I'm like, I gotta watch this stupid action movie, even though I read the book and liked it. Like, this mm-hmm. is gonna be stupid. I would say if we're still on the on recommend part, I I don't think I'd recommend reading it first. No, I don't no, know. no, just watch it. I still yeah, really enjoyed not. it, but like I think it's better to watch it than read it. I would agree. I would say you could read it afterwards. Yes, so I, yeah, read it afterwards mm-hmm. for sure. Because then you have more story to read because it's more. You can read the next volume too. Yep, there you go. All right. Well, there you have it. We we reviewed something new, and we all liked it, and it was all good. Look at that. Dang. What universe is this? I don't even know. Um, but uh, the coronavirus universe, that's where we're at. Next week, we'll review Trolls World Tour. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Later, guys. This is Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. <laughs>